This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. In the last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our Constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, uh, less repressed, and I think there's less need for... Cinema PsyOps. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to... Cinema PsyOps. It must be dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PsyOps. Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. Late to the studio once again, but only because he's the only motherfucker in his entire organization dumb enough to answer his phone on a Monday night. It's Matt. Oh, that was stupid. And are you, Alice, currently menstruating? (laughs) What has that got to do with anything? Back off, pal. I'm a podcaster. (laughs) That was really stupid. Man, you see a number, you answer it. The next thing you know, you have assigned another task. I'm, well, yeah, I've got to put out a fire to ensure my entire department as it let go in a fucking flurry of anger and rage. We can outsource your entire job to India. How are they going to install stuff for you? That doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. They, <laughs> they would do it before thinking about how to do it. Just out of the spite. Because out of on spite. a Monday night, nobody answered the call. Yeah, right. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's why I'm glad I work for a mom and pop shop where I'm a big fish in a little pond. Yeah, right. Or a little worm on a big fucking hook. Yeah. I don't know which. I'm a fucking minnow in a sea of, like, fucking great whites and piranhas. You have survived solely because you are too small <laughs> to for see. them to even munch on you. I've been, I've been living under algae for a while. It would take more calories for them to eat you alive than you are currently <laughs> yeah, going to supply I would, them. I would not sustain them enough, but... <laughs> But soon that may change. <laughs> you're like that one solitary nerd left in the box of nerds. Yes. That you're just like, let it go. You're just kind of like, is that even worth it? I mean, it's stuck to the bottom of the cardboard. I don't know, man. It seems like the big hand shaking the board a lot lately. <laughs> but he's here. He's I'm in here. jovial spirits. I am. 
Yeah. And uh, so we've got some changes that had to be done to the schedule. So uh, this whole entire episode Mm -hmm. is brought to us by the benevolence of our boy, Gary Hill. Hey, Gary. He hooked us up with a copy of the film. Yep. You want to say the title? The the, the Hustle. Yeah. The what now? The Monkey Hustle. No, 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 dude. No. Racist. No, you can't say that. I didn't say anything. You can't play that. It's from the trailer. That's the name of the movie. It's just The Hustle. It's the what now? The Monkey Hustle. God damn. Damn it. No, stop it. You got to promise me you're never going to play that clip again. Okay, I will never play that clip again. You better not. Okay, I'm going to delete right. it off the console. I will let, never let me play. See you delete it. I'm never going to play that clip again. All right, good. There. It's gone. Now, now that's we... from the trailer, so that will be in the trailer, so don't All confuse right, it's the fine. two. It's fine. It's fine. Just don't isolate clips. I understand things are going to be in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the only time they're going to say the movie name in the movie, and I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> Do you have other clips that are going to say that, too? Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay, so did you at least somewhat enjoy? You did it again. That's you a don't. That's a different clip. You, oh, huh. Wait a minute. How many of these do you have? Like maybe three. God damn it. Possibly four. Oh, on the plus side, I think I speak jive now. Oh, really? I think I learned jive. You learned jive? A, a, a jive. I think this is like, you know, this is like almost Rosetta Stone for jive is watching this movie. So you learned it from... Oh, you're so racist. I'm just, it's song. You are so racist. <laughs> if anybody's going to tell you how to feel about race, it's going to be me. I need you to understand this. In this day and age. In this day and age. I needed a really good laugh. It's been a shit fucking week and then a total shit fucking weekend. I know, man. Well, I had a great weekend and I disconnected from everything, but coming back from that and having all the news flood my phone, the news flooded my phone like trans porn floods Alex Jones' phone all the time. (laughs) That's what ended up happening. Yeah, we got a... And none of it good. We got a shithead in the Supreme Court. Yeah, let's just go ahead and say, allegedly, we have a rapist (laughs) in the Supreme Court. Court. We're going to hold our water on all this political talk because yeah. we're doing a crossover with Psychosomatic Cast. All right. We're doing it for Election Day. Oh, right. So we're going to be recording the week before and it'll get released the yeah. Sunday before Election Day. And Darren's going to be doing some investigative work. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's going to be putting in the work for that. And we're going to basically just be us and rail. Yeah. And it's going to be hardcore just letting the politics flow because it's yeah. a crossover episode. So we're going to do what they do on Psychosomatic Cast, a cool. little bit mixed with what we do. Yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> Fuck this guy. But Fuck before this that, administration. We're also doing a crossover with the guys from They Must Be Destroyed on site. They must be destroyed on sight. We definitely have Lee ready to go on that. Yep. And he's trying to get his other two co-hosts. All right. I'm hoping that they'll be able to make it, but uh, their time frames being able to work with us for our time that we do. Yeah. The early evening on a Monday. Yeah. It's kind of hard for a lot of other people. Yeah. But we'll see if we can make that work out. But if not, we're still going to do it as a crossover, but Lee's going to be guessing for sure. Awesome. So we have two crossovers coming up and that's the only guessing that we're going to be doing for a while. All right. Including for the foreseeable future for this year. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I'm going to kind of pare back on that a little bit. On the guestings. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Fuck you guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I'll guest on other people's shows. No yeah. problem. But for me, it's a hell of a lot more work. Yeah. We have three to... people trying to do the editing and all that other kind of stuff. So I'm paring back on that just a little bit. Everyone's trying to get on that microphone titty. No, it's not like that. Oh. It's just being able to, and the shows are always longer. We always end up bullshitting with the person. Yeah. It always takes more time. And since I stopped doing outtakes, that's just too messy and I'm not going to deal with the nightmare logistics yet. Yep. That's my thing. There you go. But anyway, this show where we're covering... 
God, you're so racist. It's brought to us by Gary Hill, who gave us the film. Yeah. He actually supplied us the film so that we can talk about the only other Rudy Ray Moore film. And he's barely even in it. He really is. I yeah. mean, I see his name. His name's like right on the title and you're like, all right. And then he's, you hardly ever see him. Well, this was at the pinnacle. I mean, this was like between Human Tornado and Petey Wheatstraw or between Human Tornado and Dolomite. Those, those are the first three he did. Yeah. And this was in between one of them. And he okay. had the guest starring role uh-huh. as Goldie. Glittering Goldie. Goldie. Yeah. Yeah. Glittering Goldie. And you can feel a lot of Rudy Ray Moore's influence on the way that the folks are doing their little spiels and yeah. their raps and how they're talking about stuff. Oh, yeah. It's even evident in the trailer. And we'll get into that as well. Although there's way more jive in this than any of the other Rudy Ray Moore flicks we've ever watched. Yeah. This movie is top to bottom jive. I we'll, needed, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll, I needed Mrs. It. Beaver to help me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I speak jive stewardess. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Does that make us racist? Because you think that <laughs> just playing that makes me a racist. It does. To you. Yeah. Wow. You're so liberal. Yeah. Uh- Free <laughs> college for everybody. Well, that I can get behind. Yeah. See, that's left. There's a difference. <laughs> there's left, and then there's left. <laughs> yeah, but like being liberal just means you want to guilt trip everybody, but you don't really want to do anything to change anything. You just want to express how you feel. Yeah. How everything's awful. Yes. Left or as it- George Carlin would say, uh, you liberals, you're just like in, you're the same assholes, just on a different side of the street. <laughs> right. Whereas like left is like you know yeah. abolish capitalism, yeah. free college for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That kind yeah, of there's thing. Democrats, no, there's left. left, and then there's liberal. <laughs> yes, I am liberal. You should feel bad. <laughs> you were born a straight white male. Well, straight-ish white male. <laughs> you should feel bad. Yeah, I'm on that Kinsey scale just like everybody <laughs> yeah, else, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, what are we doing? Just because I lean more towards one side of the street doesn't mean that I don't look at the other side going, I could walk over there maybe. Yeah, I could walk over there sometime. That section of street looks pretty good. I could walk up that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, buddy. That Jason Momoa, dude. Well, he does it for me. Dude, yeah. yeah now you start to sound like my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah, she digs him. Yeah. My wife's big onto the guy that played Al Seed from uh, True Blood, the big werewolf dude. Uh, yeah, my wife is it was, into him, it was too. Flash yeah. Tom- Your wife is sending texts to my wife of that dude with his shirt off yeah. constantly. <laughs> Have you noticed that? The two of them are trading photos. Yeah, it's I'm, mostly one direction of your wife sending my wife photos, which in a way is kind of like, well, fuck that. And in another way, it's kind of like, well, uh, yeah. I get to reap the whirlwind yeah, from that. I know. My wife's helping you out. <laughs> Not really, because I'm never going to live up to that standard. No, but I mean, you know, what's the chances that your wife's going to ever meet Jason Momoa? <laughs> Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. We, we live in Omaha. <laughs> that motherfucker doesn't know how to spell Omaha, much less know where it is. Not many people do. I know. It's called flyover country for a reason. Yeah, but our boy Gary Hill tonight is going to be featured on not one, but two. Ooh. Two of the promos for hooking us up. All right. With the... You know, I want to be mad, but now that beat's starting to get to me, and I'm starting to like uh-huh. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's wearing uh- me down. <laughs> well, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo from one of Gary's podcasts. We're going to have a little bit of music from... And when we come back, we will do the trailer for... Like you come to the right place. My name is Gary, and I'm your guide to Cinnamon Beef Podcast. Every episode, we not only deliver film reviews, we also dismantle some of your favorite and most hated films, sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse. Hey, 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 you shut your face! If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet! All right, calm down, calm down. 
Every show I hope to have a new co-host, podcasters, and listeners alike. That's right, I'm talking to you people. I take all comers. You're slapped. That's not very nice. The only rules, well, let's ask the best cooler in the business. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. So join the insanity and please vent your frustrations. I'm available on TalkShoe, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. Remember, here at the Seven Beef Podcast, if you got beef, I've got the grinder. So the music for this is definitely way more funk-oriented than disco, at least. So it kind of yeah. harkens back to the things we liked with Human Tornado, the things that we liked with Dolomite and everything like that. So that's definitely something that uh, you can enjoy. That's true, yes. Yeah. And are you ready to activate your white guilt, Matt? I am. Well, here you go with the trailer. Hey, brothers, look what's coming down. They, the head slicks themselves. Yafit Koto as Big Daddy Fox. Rudy Ray Moore as Glittering Goldie in Monkey Hustle. Teaching the young bloods how to step forth into the world of flim flam, scoot and scam, cool as they come. Show me the way, super stud. And twice as sharp. See, you sure is bad. Badder than bad. They learn to handcuff the lightning, chain the thunder, walk through the graveyard, and put the dead on a wonder. So you see, in order how slick to slick, you can't be sleeping late. You gotta be up early. Hey. You gotta get your righteous scam. <laughs> run it through five different ways from Sundays, making sure there ain't no holes in it. Mm. Then after you run it through five different ways, then you're ready to jump out in the street with your bad walk, your bad down dip. Yeah. You're ready for the monkey hustle. If you're gonna steal, steal big. Goldie will show you how to do it. Oh, Tiny, hurry up. I'm trying, man. Yafit Goto. Fight for truth, justice, and the American way. Monkey hustle. So, did that do it for you? Yeah, I'm now officially fully triggered on guilty. So, we're going to talk about... You're a racist and you should feel bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. You're part of the problem for it. Oh my God. Let's get into it. So when the console recognizes that you are trying to guilt me into something I shouldn't feel guilty for, yeah. it's going to automatically play that. Really? One of the two. I don't know why. You're so terrible. It's genius, this console. Yeah, you're, yeah, genius at knowing you're a racist. And the console's racist now, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, let's start this thing. The movie starts with uh, a man walking about town. Uh, you can tell he doesn't want to be followed. He's kind of looking around, trying to make sure no one's watching him. But he is being followed anyway by two young men. Uh, he um, walks into kind of like a dilapidated warehouse. You know, there's a little corner and has boxes stacked up. Where I and- come from, we call that a shithole. Yeah, that is a shithole. <laughs> True. <laughs> and he's kind of sitting at a desk listening to radio, listening to a paper. Uh, the boy surprised the man, and that's our first clip. Surprise boxing. Pants and dirty. See, man, uh, we slick too. No dummy could attract you here, especially with all that backtracking you did. So what's the pitch? We want to work for you full time. Yeah, because we know that you can help us get over. Now you listen to me and listen to me well. I only train the best or the near best. And those who have come under my tutelary powers are spread far and wide across the four points of the globe, only to get off the pages of Daddy's Law and my book of rules. When they have settled their debt with me, now you deal by the numbers according to Fox and follow the righteous commandments as laid out by Fox in a set of three. Now, what's the debt? How much? That's set when you finish the Fox course of Monkey Hustle Incorporated. Solid. When I send you brothers out into the world of flim flam, scoop and scam, you'll be as twice as sharp and bad as bad. I'll show you how to handcuff lightning chain thunder walk through a graveyard and set the dead at a wonder <laughs> so set one getting down mean to get over and after that we explode into our funky title sequence um we see uh foxes walking the street saying hi to everybody he sees a, a milk truck that has stopped and the milk truck still delivering this yes is back when we had milkmen still or as i like to call them dad no oh. <laughs> Yeah, you're sad. No, <laughs> that was a thing, man. Yeah, milkman was a thing. Bored housewife sleeping with the milkman. It's a thing. Thank you, David. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it just kind of goes back to the postman rings twice, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the postman might still kind of happen, but the yeah. milkman—that's not a thing. Not it's anymore. Not anymore. No, it's not. Now it's the pool boy. Yeah, but at one time, it's a thing. Yes, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. Yes. But now it's that's not, not a thing anymore. Nah, no, that's nah, not a thing. No. Anyway, Fox spies on another man who steals a carton of milk off the truck, hides it underneath like a uh, a mailbox, yes, and then goes back into his business. And then the a mail, as a milk truck driver drives away, Fox goes out there, takes the carton of milk for himself. Then he stands stands there to watch his handiwork as he sees the guy go out. The guy uses the old coin on like a wire hanger trick to get newspapers. It was like a guitar string, but. Yeah. yeah, but then he pulls like five newspapers, but then takes the coin back. Right. So and he th- could probably presumably sell them or be used at his business. Yes, exactly. Without having to pay for them. And then he goes for the milk and it is gone. And we see Fox with his first flim flam. Yay. Yay. And it feels more like uh most of the scams in this film seem like, why bother? I know, right? They are really, it's like, your flim flams aren't flim flammy enough. Like, they're talking about how smooth they are and how slick they are, and they're slipping and sliding and getting rid of all this. Yeah. Like, they're, they're making all this money and moving all this, like, stolen goods and stuff. Yeah. And it just really feels like you don't really see any return for anything that it they're doing. It feels like a lot more work than the money they're getting. <laughs> like, if they just got a regular nine-to-five job, it might be a little, I don't know, less work and get more. I don't know. Yeah, they're putting a lot of effort into making, like, 55 bucks on a lot of shit in this but, movie. We'll get I, into it. But at least I got the word flim-flam out of this, so I'm, I'm enjoying you myself you never heard flim-flam before? I've heard it before, but it's been so long that I forgot it. You know so the last? 
first time I've heard anybody actually use the word flim flam was the job that we had together. Oh yeah. When you would oh, do yeah. the call avoidance, yeah, flim flam. We would flim flam it and we you would, pass it on to somebody yeah, else. Flim flam. I'm gonna deal with this today. Yeah. Flim flam. Yeah. That's where. That's where. And I then we get yelled from. at it for. Guys are flim flamming a lot. <laughs> no, they didn't know we were doing it because you know you'd have to if you got caught they'd fire you for it because that's work avoidance. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just got suspended a lot because I got so sick of that job. <laughs> that's beside the point. That's a whole other story. Yeah, right. Right? Fox is walking down the street, says hi to a police officer. Uh, as he goes to his truck, his suitcase opens, and we show that like old shoes and a brick falls out of it. So don't you don't know what's a going on belt. there? Yeah, belt. So, you know, you, you know, some shenanigans are getting ready to happen. Yeah, he's up to nothing good. That's for sure. Young D shows up, and he and Fox drive off, and they enter to downtown Chicago. Uh, he says to pick a card, any card, and it's uh, you know a bunch of different kind of like official job like cars, so he can put it in his truck, so they can stay parked in that alleyway and not get towed or charged or anything. It's building inspector. This one, so there's another flim flam. That one's not so bad. That's not but... so bad. I mean, you're getting, but who's gonna buy that? That truck belongs to a, a building inspector. It has fur inside of it. <laughs> it's got no back window. No back window. Fur covered seat. <laughs> yeah, and it's got more bondo on it than yeah. like any vehicle I've seen that could still move. That's more Bondo than vehicle at this point. <laughs> it's got Bondo on top of old Bondo. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, uh, they are going to the train station. The first thing they do is, well, first they're talking like they're father and son. And uh, first thing they do is start checking lockers uh, with like almost like a master key or something. And, you know, you can open up a few of them and see if you can find anything inside. Uh, while checking them, uh, he sees the Dipper. Uh, so, or that's who he calls him, the Dipper. Uh, Fox says, and so Fox goes up, and it's another guy kind of looking, you know, kind of, you know, looking around, standing next to other people, and he goes, Officer, I need to report that that man's going to, and the Dipper steals a woman's purse and runs off. So the officer chases him. It causes a commotion, and during the commotion, uh, Fox goes ahead and swipes out his briefcase for another person's briefcase, and he and D walk off. Yeah, but we don't see anything having to do with the briefcase after after this. Nope. We don't know if he stole somebody's drug money. Yeah. We don't know why it's worthwhile, why all this is going on. He doesn't. He probably doesn't know. It's just he knows it has more in it than his does, so you know, he'll do something with it. He changed out a brick, a couple of shoes. For who knows? Maybe the guy left his wallet belt. in there. That's the only thing you hope. Or a suitcase that he but stole. Yeah, no one leaves a wallet in their suitcase. These are like more petty crimes than the trailer park boys. Yeah, right? And all their scams. So then at the same train station, we have uh, three guys coming in. Looks like they're banned um their promoter comes up and automatically wants his cut of the money uh the guys kind of launch into him stating that uh, you know we didn't get paid for any of these gigs so we have no money to give you you know you set us up on non-paying gigs um yeah it goes on and on a little bit how yeah. they're like i'm gonna give you all the money i have in my pocket the one guy even like turns it out yeah like turns out his pocket and everything the other two guys leave and the two young men from earlier who wanted to work with fox they uh show up uh to pick up the leader of the band who also has to happens to be the drummer so yeah not he's apparently he's, he's not apparently often like, you see the drummer is the leader of the band uh phil collins that's true i just said not often i didn't no. say it never happened i would submit to you that he is probably like the most talented drummer or like he's this protege 
protege because they're everybody's really making a big deal about him. Yeah. And so he apparently becomes like this session drummer where he goes on tour where bands need a drummer to fill in. Probably, yeah. But he's like a big time drummer. But whoever it was. Or a skins man, as they call him. Yeah. Now, the guy who ended up sending him there, it looked to me like. Uh, he played a teacher in another show. Was he the teacher from Gremlins? Because then that's the dude from JD's Revenge. Uh, his name is Stephen Williams. He is was in Jason Goes to Hell. Okay. So he was the hunter for Jason. Yep. That's where I recognized him. He was him from. one of the cops in Blues Brothers. Okay. Who's in yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Now it makes more sense. We're in a truck. Because <laughs> I recognized, I saw Robert Townsend pop up in the background. I mean, he was like one of the musicians that showed up at one point in the movie. And I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of those actors around in the background. I mean, unless just we're kind of bypassing Yafet Koto, but I mean, yeah. It's fucking Yafet Koto for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. I mean, you kind of already know. I yeah. Mean, who Daddy Fox is. I mean, yeah. he's the, the star of the movie, really. So yeah. So Stephen Williams has been in a lot of stuff. But uh, God, I remember back in like, I want to say it was the 80s and the 90s, he played a teacher role. Or maybe I'm just dead wrong on that, too. Anyway, yeah. But Jason uh, goes to hell. That's, uh, that's, that's where most people are going to recognize yeah. him from in the horror. That's one of the Jason bigger ones. To hell. Yeah. That's probably where I recognized him from. He was also the tree chairman who says, It's a shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy and better off dead. Yes. After he falls into the trash. Yes. <laughs> Same guy, Stephen Williams. Yes. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. Another one of those that guy actors. Yeah, I love that. So, anyway, as they are all walking out, uh, they're, you know, kind of talking about some ladies and uh, all that stuff. And uh, the drummer is wondering, he says, Vi was supposed to come by with Mama's car to pick him up. Uh, the boys change the subject really quick and say they'll hitch a ride with Fox. Um, the Win is his name, the drummer. He's not happy to see D working with Fox, so he's not very happy about that. They stop by to uh, help Fox and make a little bit of cash. They're starting to get some uh, boxes together and everything, and that actually leads to our next clip. Come on, man, you know we need the bread. Money, bread, scratch, man. Me. I get off one bad gig into another bad gig, and my little brother in this stinking set. I'm a musician, not a flunky, and you cats laying down bad vibes about Vi. What you got to tell me about Vi? Look, hey, come on, man, we'll run that down for you later, right? We stick with the old dude, maybe we'll get on. Yeah, man, well, look, it was some righteous coins, huh? Come on. Come on, move it. Time is money. Oh, damn, this thing's is heavy. Hey, but I sure do love the clean green they bring, huh? Yeah, so does Jan Jan. Hey, quit pulling me off, man. Now, what's happening with Vi? Vi's hanging out with Leon because he... That stumpy dick graduated before us? Yeah, the valedictorian, Mr. Most Likely. Yeah, she's hanging out with him because he's got coins for days and some clean wheels. Shit, I'd take my class ring back from her. Uh, man, don't feel bad. I mean, Cheryl and Jan Jan got their high butts in the air, too. Won't go out with us because we're on a humble. Yeah, Cheryl come throwing that crap in my face, too. Why don't you be like Vi's new old man? And I laid it on a Goldie pulled me and players coattail about running numbers for him like Leon. Mm-hmm, Dickie, man, I am ready to run guns in Mongolia to make some coins. Because <laughs> my step old man laid it on me. End of the line is insane. Maybe let's talk to Goldie. That old slick. You're talking about handling hot bread. And I'm not talking about the kind that comes out of your mama's stove either. Why, he eats little things like you for lunch twice a day. Yeah. You out of your class trucking with him. You cats are talking about running the numbers. In order to do that, you have to be able to count from one to ten. Hey, McGoldy runs on a fast track with dirty ponies. Nah, you're better off doing your thing with me. Yeah, what's so righteous about your act, man? Tell me how clean your setup is, huh? We do an honest day's work out in open air. Ain't that right, Big D? Right on. We're traded. 
buying and selling our wares at the highest bidder, rubbing shoulders with good and evil, sidestepping temptation and looking away from corruption and avoiding the clutches of the goldies of the world, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Let's get it on. Well, I believe that. Yeah, I'm totally into that. Yeah, right. They uh, head on out. They make another stop. Uh, it's a funny little moment with uh, Fox and D where, you know, you're kind of worried if Fox is going to be the bad influence and maybe he started to realize it. D puts a cigar in his mouth. He goes, you start all your bad habits after you met me. <laughs> it was, it was a, I thought that was a great line. Like, he's all pissed off about it. Like, yeah, D's kind of looking for a dad and Fox doesn't yeah. want to be the influencer. Well, I don't think Fox minds being the influencer, but he wants to be a good influencer and he doesn't want the kid to get any of the bad habits, maybe. Like flim flamming and scamming people for a liter of milk? Hey, hey, hey. Flim flamming is a wonderful tradition that can be passed down from father to son. <laughs> or resident old guy who's been scamming a neighborhood for decades and no one ever gets their money back even though he never leaves the neighborhood. You know what? You just just you just calm down over there. <laughs> you racist. That had nothing to do with race. That's uh, just... yeah, we know what you're talking about. They go to check these boxes and they see the boxes are already apparently marked uh, by somebody, like marked with a B, and it pisses Fox off. Apparently, this is supposed to be his product, yeah. and somebody else has already marked it. So he says because you think they save money by not actually showing his product and just hauling around a bunch of empty cardboard boxes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I was just curious about that. Fox says you're going to take the stuff they originally had and this stuff as well because it's a business arrangement. A business arrangement is a business arrangement. Or he's just justifying the fact that he wants to scam people and steal from his business partners. Oh my God. Could you just buy into the flim flam for a little bit? All right. <laughs> buy into it. Buy into some flim flam. If he actually does anything that's worth buying into, yeah. <laughs> uh, they steal the boxes. Uh, just then, the owner of the boxes, which is a garbage man, drives up and he gives chase kind of like a little bit of a chase scene here at one point uh d goes if you get me out of this i quit smoking i'll go to school and no more flip lamps and they get through something he goes never mind i take it back and i'm like damn <laughs> that part had me laughing yeah because that is how most prayers end up working pretty much and um they go through all this and um the uh, we see a bunch of guys, like construction guys around and all the kids in the neighborhood, they start spraying with water and taking the tires off their truck and all that. And while they're spraying it with water, while the garbage truck gets caught up behind the people, it makes the garbage man laugh. He thinks it's fucking hilarious. So, you know, he's not too broken up. That stuff was kind of cool. That's serious civil disobedience where they're using like fire hydrants and they have their own fire hoses yeah. hooked up to them and they're blasting these guys to keep them out of their neighborhood. Right. That shit activated my like anti-establishment brain. You, you Roll for it, huh? I was like into this part of the story hardcore. Yeah. Uh, we see when he's walking up to Vise and Mama's restaurant, and that's our next clip. Look who I see coming across the street. I drum a man's back. Didn't I hear players say that you're supposed to meet Wynn down at the station? What happened, girl? Oh, Mama. Fine. I suppose you told Tiny and Player then suffered supreme amnesia, right? No, Mr. Drum. I didn't forget. So let's get down to it. I give you a roll of stamps and a I bunch of stuff. He was moving around, hopping from place to place. Yeah, when you called, I mean, it was you didn't... collect. I told sweet mama, explain to her. Yeah, well, explain to me. How come you was too cheap to put an airmail stamp on that thing you called a note? See you soon, when? It took three weeks. Got here yesterday. Look, I thought about you a lot. Between making it with your snare drum sticks and skins. Come on, baby, lighten up, huh? And then you put the goof-off twins up to asking me to go to the station with them. Only because they wanted me to drive them. 
Okay, I'm wrong. I really missed you, baby. Yeah, you thought about me between chippies. Look, let's go out tonight and we'll talk about it, okay? I'm sorry. Tonight, I'm going out with a doer. We still on for tonight? Say, where that yellow cashmere, the one I bought you? Yeah, I'll wear it, Leon. And I'll wear that pretty new dress you bought me for my birthday, too. Fine, girl. How much for that? 35 cents. Here's for the coffee. Dollar tip. All right. You can take off last year's class ring. I'm gonna replace it with something that glitters. Hey, man, how's the big drummer? Hey, man, why don't you put a lid on that shit? How about some coffee? I'll see you tonight. That'll be 35 cents for the coffee. I'll owe you. Oh, that's all right, Wynn. You know you're good in here. Take the coffee out of this, and this is for your trouble. You know, I like that Wynn. He's got a lot of heart. You know, I had this friend named Clarissa. She married a drummer, and um, she traveled all over the world with him. They moved to California. He got his own band. You're just interested in the glitter, huh? But that's more, baby. Oh, mama. Man, she did not want to hear her mom's advice on life. Well, it's because her mom's basically saying, look, you are a cheap floozy who only wants what's glittering now. You're not thinking about the possible future of a drummer man and what he can do for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, even that, though, is that kind of thinking about the glittery future as well? Of well, a musician? Yeah. I mean, there is that. But at least she's also trying to swear to a guy who genuinely cares, like, cares like, about like, her. Like, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He legit like cares about her. And, you know, he's just a fuck up. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like most of the main characters of this movie. I see they're all getting, yeah, right. Uh, they're all in, in the storyline here. It's just fucking just everywhere. All right. <laughs> so uh, the side, I swear to God, I'm going I'm, I'm to be 100% honest. I watched this movie three times <laughs> to really know what was happening because it was all jive all the time. <laughs> I watched this movie like three times too because I thought I was missing something. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> I watched this movie three times to get the most comprehensive. No- I had three different sets of notes that I all made into one set of notes. And then you had to collate your notes? Yes. Just to kind of like go, okay, is this, ha- what's this? What's that? What the fuck are they talking? Like, there's entire swaths of this movie, which I still don't know what they were talking about. <laughs> like, I think at one point they talk about how they don't like women too old but they also don't like him too young. Yeah, there was some of that too. Yeah, yeah. there's some fucked up shit going on yeah, in this movie. Yeah, too. I mean, they objectified, especially his two buddies. Yeah, uh, it's uh, real bad. Yeah, they, they objectified women pretty bad, but I wasn't offended by it right away because I couldn't understand. <laughs> like, I didn't know what they are saying. Wait a minute, console? <laughs> That's your own racist shit being called out by the console. Well, Jesus, now the console's called us both racist already tonight. No, it's calling you out. You should yeah. be feeling a lot of white guilt for not understanding any of that. I do actually feel a whole lot, ton of white guilt. <laughs> you live in white guilt. I li- I swim in white guilt. All right, we need to bring you back down. We yeah. need to get you to a level that you can relate to. All right, thank you. I feel a lot better now. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Dude, three fucking times I watched that movie (laughs) yesterday. Three fucking times. I watched it last night. Then after Bev went to bed and I got done with the clips, I started it again. (laughs) And then I watched it while at work today and I still didn't fucking get all of it. I'm just like, all right, good. All right, right, we're both there. (laughs) That's the problem. I mean... Wow, this movie is for a very specific audience. It's I wish we would have had subtitles. Kind of like, you know, if you watch like a, a foreign movie or something, they give you some subtitle options. 
we'll we'll get into it when we get our final thoughts, and yeah. I'll kind of I'll kind of explain what I think it is and why it's like that. But right. we'll, we'll save it for then. Everyone's putting up signs around the neighborhood uh, to stop an expressway from being built. So now this kind of answers why they're mean to this construction. People. Yeah, they're the killer freeway expressway. It's yeah. going to destroy their neighborhood. They're going to lose their entire neighborhood. Yep, and nobody will ever stop there or put money into it, and then yeah, we'll just die. In which it's not exactly hanging on great right now anyway. So. <laughs> It's a really shitty way to gentrify and get rid of an entire group of people out of a neighborhood to just basically bypass it so no one has to deal there at all. Did you hear that, assholes? <laughs> I mean, you could say that a lot today. In the old days, back then, that's what people tried to did to get rid of a certain group of people is they built expressways. To get around them? Yes. Yeah. Now, they just put uh, freaking... Expensive uh, coffee shops in your neighborhood uh-huh. and artisanal cheese shops? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> now, instead, now, now they found instead of having... Having needed construction men, they just need hipsters. But you're an up and coming neighborhood, man. It's okay. It, yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> man, we're totally cool. They found their bliss and now they're gonna take your neighborhood with it. Oh god. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> it's because it's accurate. I know. All right. Anyway, good God Almighty. Um. Uh. So anyway, uh, the two kids, I believe it's Player and Tiny, who are uh, Win's best friends. Uh, they are helping uh the organizer of the like the 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 events and to stop the 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 expressway. They're helping them put up signs and paint a wall. Uh, they're kind of just slacking off though, and they don't really want and they want to get paid right away. And they're like, we're, we're smelling these fat burgers. That's then, exactly. Exhibit A for my point that I'm going to make later on in the film. Okay. But when he said fat burgers, I all of a sudden just really wanted a cheeseburger. <laughs> and then my fat guilt triggered in. They kind of get yelled at a little bit, but also uh, the organizer sees Wynn walking down, and that is our next clip. You know, man, for a hip dude, Joe Show be coming from left field. Because ain't no way the gold in them thugs are here is going to let some expressway with some outside dudes come in here. Yeah, man, but you know they're going to keep their thing, their thing. Uh-huh. And you know what? All that thinking makes me Oh, great! <laughs> Come on. Hey, when? Hey, when? Hey, Joe! Hey, man! All right. Your world just jamming through. All right, all right. Hey, listen, man. We had a block party rap last night about them bulldozers tearing up our neighborhood. Well, I thought the uh, Alderman Black was supposed to cool the expressway from coming through here. Yeah, we got to get down on Black Jesus case, make him remember he's a black alderman and not some white guy painted brown. Say, man, how about making some sounds for the party? You know you got it. All right, all <laughs> right, all right. What's happening, How you bro? doing, brother? How you been? All right, yeah. Just look at you, look at you. Man, you got to cut out this petty stealing. It's bad by image, brother. We're doing good with the neighborhood collections in this community. Ripping off newspaper boxes is not our thing. Can you dig? If you're going to steal, steal big. Goldie will show you how to do it. Seat popping, black eyes popping, cornbread, buttermilk for something, sticker. Your eyes may shine and your teeth may grit. There'll be a lot of gravy to get. (laughs) Sweet mama, you know we could blend together like fat meat and greens. You wouldn't have to change a thing, baby. Just let me lay one of my men in here around the clock and play for the action. Can you dig it? Goldie, I'll give you anything you want to eat, but I'm not having none of your one, two, three in here. Now, what do you want? I'd like to have a sweet woman in my kitchen and corner like you. But right now, I think I'll have something hot and greasy. That'll be the specialty of the house. Now, uh, you just lay back and let me fill your plate. I'm going to lay back for now, but you can bet gold is going to keep on keeping on. Can you dig it, sweet mama? <laughs> dig it. Get the fuck out of here. Get it. 
Coaching! Coaching! Don't let it down! Alright, let's get down to uh, business. Foxy, I got me a pug now. Why don't you let me help you back into the fight game? <laughs> oh, Foxy, you're shining me on. Why don't you listen to my rap? I can make it worth your while. I can take you out of them sweet water suits and them insurance man's shoes. Put a lot of green in your pocket. Can you dig it? It all sounds very righteous, Goldie. But the interest rate is too high. I think I'll pass. Listen, Foxy, when you gonna let me off the hook? I don't like owing nobody. Better in Goldie. There are many large and small inequities in life that man must live with. And this is one of them. I'm saving that debt for a down day. Can you dig it? I can dig it, brother man. <laughs> <laughs> That almost sounded like, like an evil plan being hatched the way they're all laughing together. <laughs> yeah, you get the feeling that there is like a, a long-term bond between Fox and Goldie. Like, uh, I think Fox doesn't like what Goldie's into. Goldie thinks... Looks down on what Fox does. Looks down on what Fox does, and Fox thinks what Goldie's into is a little too heavy and, and, and a little worse than what he does. Yet, I think there's a mutual respect there. It seems like they wanted to have Goldie be a drug runner, but the movie didn't want to actually bring drugs into any of it. Yeah, so but they they've mentioned Goldie runs heavy. So like, like yeah, but they don't they don't say what don't say exactly. What, but it they're is. saying yeah. they they run heavy than what like Fox does. Yeah. So obviously it's not just stealing of goods and replacing. And actually at some point they do mention that he runs numbers on ponies. So yeah, but for like another organization yeah. where like he's the one that I think he does the collections and stuff. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. And he is. also, I think, runs a lot of the game there because a yeah. lot of the guys work for him. I yeah. think even Fox, to an extent, works for Goldie, or at least pays him off to be able to do what he wants in his territory. Well, he has this whole debt thing that they're talking yeah. about, so he gets it, to operate and Goldie just lets him be. I think so, but it must be, and you find out later, that Fox saved Goldie's life. Yeah, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into yeah. that, but I mean, it's a big debt that you know Goldie doesn't like hanging over his head, but unfortunately... The film doesn't bother to really lay too much out for you. No. It just is there. Just know this. Goldie is pretty high up in doing probably a way more illegal shit than Fox is. Fox isn't you know willing to go that deep into the I would the say world. he's probably running numbers and probably doing an extortion racket and then even possibly is with the running numbers is putting the squeeze on people when they can't pay. Yes. Like turning out like mafia style that we've seen a hundred times in yeah. fucking Goodfellas and The Sopranos. Well then we cut we see D um Young D is trying to pull some game on a older girl, and she kind of smacks him down. Yeah, she shines him on hard. Yeah, that's, it's funny. That was poor D, man. So we see Leon again, and uh, Leon meets uh, with his two cronies, and they're talking about girls in a very misogynistic manner again. Um, it, as far as I could tell, I guess maybe they were. But I'm is pretty this sure the part they were. where they're talking about how they picked up a girl that was like yeah, a I, high school? Well, senior. they go. They can't wait until she graduates. They'll be waiting to right when she walks out the door and then they'll make some money off of her so they're pretty much talking about what's this girl graduates Taking high school a girl school? who is underage waiting for her to become of age uh, and then turning uh, her into a prostitute yes. yeah so obviously Leon, so fuck that part of the movie yeah exactly yeah those guys have to go because they need to make some pickups and Leon goes ahead and makes a payoff to the local police officer probably to look the other way and everything for them to do all their other shit the black knight the, the only black police knight. officer in the entire neighborhood yes Um. then we see uh, Wynn playing some harmonica with the Chicago kind of skyline right there. That was actually kind of a cool 
cool shot. I'll admit that. Right, but he's definitely not playing a single fucking note coming out of that harmonica. No, 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 not at all. That's <laughs> that's for real. I'm just movie-wise. Right. And uh, Vi looks like she feels bad about kind of how she was. She runs off like fucking Napoleon Dynamite the way she stomps off all sad. Yeah, Um. then we come to like a uh, meeting with like, it's Fox, uh, the guy who Fox stole milk from, and then another guy like doing notes and all that. And mm-hmm. it seemed like they were running numbers and I don't know, I couldn't tell if they were like setting bets for the race, like pony races or what they were doing. Yeah, he was giving like a spread. He's like, give me yeah. this, give me that. Give me, I, I went, can't remember what it was. I went but, straight across and, yeah. and then I went this, but you couldn't tell what they're, it was probably something very illegal and they were running numbers on money. I'm sure that whatever it is that they were doing, whatever kind of betting or whatever it was that he's actually setting up here, yeah. it was intentionally obfuscated so you couldn't question what it was. You just were like, oh, so they're criminals are doing criminal things cool yeah and this establishes fox as the badass dude out of all of them yeah and then uh, the cop shows up to collect money for goldie and <laughs> it was like funny he had a drink he goes you're just gonna let him drink your liquor <laughs> like he's all pissed off like fox is that this cop's kind of just running around owning, owning the place yeah, he drinks all the guys' liquor. And, he, and then and he calls the cop out, you know, for brown-nosing up to Goldie. And he's like... Yeah, well, he for being goes, on the take. Yeah he, yeah, he told him to go fuck off. And then uh, Fox was like, who does he, you know, whose side is he on, you know? And there was a lot more, you know, expletives that I'm never going to say in my life in that clip, so... Some no racial thanks. stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah, some racial stuff. I only heard one in the all the clips, and it was like kind of yeah. like an introduction I thing. tried to actually kind of keep it... Yeah. Uh, with there weren't clips. a lot in the film, but there's like a couple that showed up. No, that yeah, I there's still a couple. Yeah. Um, uh, so now there's a dance, and Player is dancing with a girl, and they decide to leave, and they're leaving, and then Tiny comes up and goes, where are we going? <laughs> it's like, we're not going anywhere. Read the room. But God damn it, Tiny, read the room, man. Yeah, I think he was trying to hope for like a three-way that he could get, get talked into there, but uh, yeah, that wasn't going to work. Either that or maybe even try to talk the girl out of go with Player or go with him, but that, that also wasn't gonna work that's also not a very chill thing to do to your friend no man that's 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 a bullshit but i get the feeling with this group of friends you, you know you every man for themselves when it comes to the ladies i get the feeling that just pretty much for everything it's every man for themselves it might be a yeah. little bit all the flim flamming <laughs> the slipping and sliding and the scamming that they're doing yeah you know? um as they uh as player and this girl walk out player's girlfriend walks up and then in a weird sense starts beating up the girl that Blaby player at all beating up the girl yeah what's with that uh it's a lot hotter to watch two girls rip their clothes off and fight than it is to watch a girl beat on a guy and call him a scumbag for being a cheater that's true so anyway, there they are. They're doing that. And then a cop shows up to try to break it up. And they start beating the living shit out of him. Uh-huh. And then they run off after they beat the shit out of him. That so, turned me on hardcore I'm watching sure those girls I'm watching that. I'm like, and here court has came. Because the girls have already got their clothes mostly ripped off. Yeah. The one chick's wig is already taken off. The cop comes in. He tries to be all, like, firm and hardcore with them. And they both, like, they forget about beating each other up. And they just take turns beating the hell out of the cop. Yep. And, and it goes we- on long enough to really make me happy yeah there you go then we jump to tiny and player are looking for leon they want to teach him a lesson for uh taking their his their buddy's girl away uh they find him and he threatens him with a knife they kind of mock him a little bit for having the knife so he says i don't even need it and he throws it and then those two beat the ever-loving shit out of leon although yeah. at one point it looks like leon's gonna get him and, and because players are the only one fighting i'm like geez tiny get in there and then tiny does the best thing man he kicks up a whole lot of dust 
blast right into Leon's eyes. And then, you know, then they really beat the shit out of him and they get out of there. Uh, they uh, are able to run out of there. So, uh, man, Leon got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, but he got jumped by two dudes, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if someone says, oh, you need a knife, you need a knife. There's two dudes there. Keep the fucking knife on you. Yeah, right. <laughs> no shit. Although he, he let his, uh, he got, he, you know, he, he let his confidence get too high on that one because he probably thought I could take them both, you know. Um, we see Mama and she has a date with Fox and that is our next clip. Isn't there anything you can't do? Right off hand, I can't think about that. <laughs> I bet you can't tell me about yourself. There's nothing much to tell. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call you. I don't know whether to just call you a mellow man or the phantom or just plain sweet daddy fox. That's the sweet mystery of it. Just think of me as a wind of love coming to spark your fire. Fuck. <laughs> it's something else. <laughs> Sometimes you talk like a poet. You go around charming everybody like only you can do. I guess you're just a mystery man. Not to mention the fact that I was a flame that lit Casanova's way. A cat on the humble trying to keep away from the hawk. Hustling to elude the monkey hustle. Yeah, I know about the hustling. You ever see a hustler laying out his line? When he's down, he screams, he hollers, he scratches to get over. He splits before he lets the rest of the jungle know he's full of it. That's the monkey hustle. Help me to leave that chilly jungle outside. Hey, they said the title of the film. Yeah. Why aren't you so excited? Mm. He said it a lot. Got a monkey hustle going. All right, that's enough. Jesus. So he explains what he feels the monkey hustle is. Yes. And it sounds like he wants to escape it eventually at some point. Yeah. So the whole idea. He doesn't of, want to have to hustle his whole life. No, the whole idea behind the thing is that you're supposed to be like an actual monkey in the jungle who does all the hollering and the hooping and the distraction technique before anybody realizes he doesn't yeah. have whatever it is that he's running his scam on and then yep. you're supposed to get out of the jungle before they That's realize it. why you see most of his scams involve empty boxes and stuff that people think he has. Yeah, but he never leaves the neighborhood and everybody seems to know him for the most part so every scam that he's been running people could still get reprisal for all of it which isn't really like a confidence but you scam. Because it Apparently there's a an understanding because everyone it seems everyone's trying to scam everyone anyway. He's just doing better at it. Yeah, it's like everybody's trying to get over on everybody else, and it's like no wonder your neighborhood's not doing so well, folks. You're just constantly ripping each other off. Yeah, like work together like a socialist regime. Yeah, overthrow your oppressors. Uh huh. And you know seize the means but then of be production. Real. Don't do what Stalin did. <laughs> Don't do that. It sounds no, good no, until, no, until no, you I'm talking it. Star Trek here. Ah, uh, you see, seize the means of production. Yeah. Next generation go where shit. no one's all yeah. boldly gone before. There you go. I'll take TOS even because oh, they, yeah. were, they mean, were just getting same, there before. Same, they, same yeah. Star Trek. Same Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. I was just, I, I don't know. I just No, I'm not talking Stalin. I mean, sure, I would love to kill a lot of people too, but I'm more <laughs> Star Trek on this one. Yeah. You're more like beat me up, Scotty? Kind of. I, I'm more yeah. I'm more like, let's get rid of capitalism, Scotty. Or, or maybe more of, uh, I'll take the spaceship up to the other spaceship because the beaming part scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Or more. I'm very much McCoy, and I never was till after I saw Spaceballs. So I don't <laughs> want my ass facing out front. 
the rest of the world has to deal with it. You don't want to know what that's like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Why did anybody tell me it was so big? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's get rid of capitalism. Let's burn down the patriarchy and, uh, you know, let's seize the means of production. All right. Um, what you might have said might have been breaking a few laws. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. You might want to get that checked out. Freedom of speech, Matt. Me personally, yay, capitalism. <laughs> this is my favorite, one of my favorite parts of Austin Powers. We sure showed those capitalist pigs what was best, huh, comrades? Austin, we won. Oh, yay, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we see Wynn sneaking into Vi's room, and uh, he just tells her that he loves her, and then they start making out. So now it looks like they're back together. So Yeah. Oh, it's important to point out, too. To uh, Mama from the previous scene. Yeah. Played by Rosalind Cash. Uh-huh. We have seen her before previously on The Omega Man. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I was like, God, why am I so hot for this lady? Uh, That's why. That's why. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. So we now come to the local gym where all their, uh, they're doing a bunch of Olympic sports because this is like the young, the Olympics, the young Olympic people are the ones fighting the expressway. Uh-huh. Um, because there's some kind of like Olympic village thing going yeah. on here where they're all training for something. Exactly. They need to save the town and therefore the rec center. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's a thing with these things. I admit. It's a thing. It Thank totally you. is. Thanks, there's a, There's a lot of these movies, like especially like the late 70s, early 80s, where it's like save the rec center. Yeah, you got to save, save the Save the youth center. center. Save the drive-in. Oh, hey, we're going to ski down Monster Lane. If you win, if you, your nerds win, you can keep your stupid rec center. <laughs> if I win, my dad's going to bulldoze it down. So I can have a space force. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's a thing. Unfortunately. That's, that's a, I'm sad now. Still not a thing. No, Thanks, it's, a, it's, it's a thing, Boz. Still not a thing. It's a thing, Boz. Uh, so not a thing. God damn it, Boz. It is a thing. Dave, tell him. That's not a thing. God damn it, Dave. Where are you at? <laughs> I think Dave realized that it's just a farce and it's never going to come to fruition. Oh, Space Force? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. That's not a thing. I was talking about that, that we realized that Trump's just the evil kid in all the 80s flicks. Oh, and it's it a thing. Me, yeah, yeah. Okay. and then it made me sad that he yeah. was our president. It's a thing. Uh, I know, I know, right? Biff, Biff, Tan- Biff Tannen when he wins yeah. in the darkest timeline of this Back is, to the we are in now the darkest timelines. Yeah. yeah, I've said that a hundred times. Yeah, over. Oh, <laughs> trying to cry myself to sleep at night. <laughs> You're just hoping somewhere there's a version of Marty trying to get that fucking pamphlet away from Trump right now, so we can go back to a better timeline or whatever ledger that proves that he was a money launderer like decades ago, so yeah. that we don't have to survive this. Exactly. All right, so uh, as they're on the local gym the fellows walk in and player starts flashing a fake wad of cash like it's like a bunch of real bills but then all the meat of the wad is paper we've seen this kind of thing before in movies oh yeah Uh, he's doing this to get laid he's doing this to get his girlfriend to go out with him again uh because she's still mad of course from the previous night and how quickly she forgets about how he cheated on her when he has money well he's already said that uh, she's been stuck up because you know uh while vi was dating leon and leon had serious coin mm-hmm. that uh their girls wanted them to have serious coin too it so does not paint a very pretty picture of women in this neighborhood no this is not a uh women positive movie i'm just gonna say that one could go Thanks. as far as to say that it's misogynistic matt yeah yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> you think <laughs> um, just because it's accurate doesn't mean that it's hateful whoa <laughs> damn that's strong <laughs> What? Women only want you for your money. 
That's not true. That's not true. Well, that's what this movie taught me. <laughs> I learned it by watching this movie, Matt. You you should be way more emotionally developed than watching a movie now should influence your opinion on things like that. Have you met me? <laughs> My opinion is easily swayed by whatever plot line I'm watching that week. That is true. It's a thing. <laughs> it's, it's thank you, David. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> All right. So um, as the girls go to go get their things, because, of course, as Court said, they she totally forgot about him almost cheating on her the night before. Because he's got money, and that's all women care about, apparently. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm just uh, saying that's what the movie's attitude is. Another girl sees him with that money and starts talking to Player. And Player, forgetting that his girlfriend just walked away, starts sitting on her, too. Uh, this happens right for the girlfriend she sees it and once again we have uh, another almost girl fright the girlfriend starts chasing that it's a girl, girl it's a girl semi chase scene it was like yakety sack sped up Betty yeah. Hill style too yeah exactly <laughs> we're back at Wynn's apartment and his apartment has been ransacked and his drums destroyed I wouldn't say they destroyed just all the skins were shredded they didn't break the frames well, so okay the frames are fine yeah. but yeah the skins are shredded uh, which we, is bad enough that's the expensive shit anyway. Yeah, and it's alluded to that it was done by Leon. Well, there's even a note that's like, back off, Jack. Yeah, or something some like, shit that. like that. That's yeah. true. Uh, Fox goes on to drop some knowledge, and that is our next clip. So you see, in order I'll slick to slick, you can't be sleeping late. You gotta be up early. Hey. You gotta get your righteous scam. <laughs> run it through five different ways from Sundays, making sure there ain't no holes in it. Mm. Then after you run it through five different ways, then you're ready to jump out in the street with your bad walk, your bad down dip. Damn. You are ready for the monkey hustle. Hey. Oh, Can yes. you dig it? Dig Getting it. down means to get over with set two. <laughs> man, I had to be crazy to come here. You dudes is nuts. You can count me out. Hey, man, no, man, look. Off one, man. And one for all. Unless it's for the family jewels. And then it's for numero uno. So, like, to save your own ass is what he's saying? Pretty much. Yeah. Or maybe to get a, get a woman for the family jewels. I don't know. Well, that definitely fits with the way these guys have been treating each other. They, yeah. It looks like they've been trying to cut each other's heads off to get to these other girls. Uh, I'm telling you. Who really only want the guys for the money anyway, so they just need to work on the money and then everything else will fall into place. That's what <sighs> the movie's teaching us. Just because uh, it's fucking true doesn't mean that it's, you know. Oh, my God. I hope you keep all this in. <laughs> what? <laughs> my pseudo-misogyny? Yes. <laughs> It needs to stay. There may be a certain subset of women that all they care about is money. Yes. Okay. Well, now you're changing it. Now you're really. Beep, no, that's accurate. Beep, beep. Do I feel my wife is one of those? Oh, no, <laughs> clearly not. Yeah. My wife's not one. Yeah. <laughs> clearly not. Clearly not. <laughs> all right. Um. So anyway, it's flim flam time. Uh, we see uh, one of the hustlers, the one who was uh, like, who owns the shop where uh, they were running the numbers, but he was running yeah. those numbers uh he sees the garbage man start loading some stuff in the back of his truck and then cover it up with branches and everything is this before that they load up all those tv boxes in there though too and doesn't he watch them do that no 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 he watches them take it out okay so they load it yeah. in then he here's what happens the third time i fucking watched it yeah. and i still didn't get that he didn't see them loading the boxes in no here's what happens so he sees the, the so he knows there's stuff in the back of the truck yeah. Then what he sees, because he still stays there, is he sees um, uh, the kids, the Fox and yeah. the kids come pull up in the pickup truck, and they they tear off all the stuff in the back, and then they carry out TV boxes. Yeah. So he sees that and he follows them. Now the next thing he sees is that the TV boxes are in the back of the truck, and that Fox has them, and he Fox looks like he's going to lunch. He does say, "Well, that's like a yeah. hard day's work. I'm going to go get some food." 
So then... Which you should think is more obvious that he's actually just like setting somebody up for something. Exactly. And then what he sees is what he sees it looks like the boys Uh are double crossing Fox and they're taking the box TV boxes out of Fox's truck and then putting crates in there and standing up with like a blanket. So it looks like they're robbing Fox. Right. So now he thinks they robbed Fox and all the boys leave leaving uh, little D there to watch over the boxes. He comes up he he tells D you know he wants those stolen TVs, he'd give him like 50 bucks. It says 55. He offers 55 at first. Well, he offers 50 first. Oh. Then D offer counters with 100. He counters with 60. D counters with 75. Then the guy says, I'll call the police. And D goes 55. And that's what they agree on. So they agree on it. He gives him the 55 bucks. He says, watch the TVs. I'm going to go get my dolly. He leaves to go get his dolly. The rest of the boys come back. They take the boxes. They run off with the boxes. They go with the money and the boxes. The guy comes back and he goes, I can't even... I can't even holler for the man. He won't help, you know, because he was going to buy stolen TVs. Yeah. So then, here we go. All right. So they basically are using the criminality that's around them to rip off other criminals. It seems like Fox is into ripping off other hustlers. Yeah. Which would you would think that eventually that would bite him in the ass because somebody's going to get violent retribution. Criminals have no legal recourse, yes, but they have violence on their side that you, a violence and wrath that you will not even understand until you reap the whirlwind from it. But later on, we see that maybe they don't with Fox because Fox is tough. And also here, this guy's not going to think it's Fox. He's going to think Fox was also ripped off by by those boys. But then the kids are going to be part of the retribution. If he ever sees the kids again, they're all in the same fucking neighborhood. I think they know that he's not a tough guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't have to be tough. All you got to do is have a fucking gun and you can just fucking kill people, man. I I suppose, but it sounds like Fox is a a badass. We see kind of later here, he kind of is. Okay. All right. So maybe that's known in the neighborhood. Okay, so yes, this is a flim flam, but you know what? At the end of the day, they went through all that trouble. They dug through garbage for $55 split six ways. Yes. You're not wrong. Anyway, so we come back and we see those TV boxers were all full of garbage. So he never had them anyway. Um, Tiny and Player give their share of the cash to win for new drums. Um, uh, So, and then uh, uh, Fox brings up to D. He goes, you know, we'll we'll get more so we can get, you know, win his drum set. We can get him a new drum set. And he goes, no, you give me the rest of the money. So little D was already trying to get one over on Fox and Fox, you know, knew it right away. So there's that. Yeah. All for $55, man. The boys are celebrating by making out with their women in an abandoned theater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, Tiny, really, that's really romantic, isn't it? Yeah, no. Tidy's trying to get down and his, 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 uh, his girlfriend goes, I can't. He goes, why not? She goes, I have the curse. <laughs> The monthly bill? Yeah, I know, but it just just makes me laugh. I haven't heard it called the curse in forever. I have the curse. Is that an old-timey term? I think so. It's definitely a religious connotation to it. Yes, definitely. Because women's menstruation is supposed to be a curse from God, Yeah, according to the Bible. Anyway, the officer breaks all that up and uh, laughs about it. Just to be a fucking cock blocker asshole. Yep. Um, And can we just say about this guy... Old cops are bumbling dummies. Yeah. Just get it out of the way. Kinda, yeah. Uh officers, uh the or uh Joe Johnson we see, uh, who's kind of the organizer of 
um, the protest for the expressway. He is arguing with the councilmen who should be on their side, the councilmen for their district. You know, he shouldn't want this either. Well, isn't it later brought up that Goldie's the one that put him in power anyway? Yeah, it will be brought up. That's yeah. all going to be brought up here yeah. later. Um, so this guy should be on a take for this neighborhood anyway. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, he then sees the uh, the guy who got flim-flammed out of the TVs. He's walking in. Apparently, he owns the local music store, and he wants to be able to use the drums for the thing. Just let us borrow it for a day, and he won't let him borrow it for anything less than 150 bucks a day. Wow. Yeah. And they have a price tag of like $700 on yeah, it. Yes, so it's yeah. a price tag of 700 bucks. So, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it's now Rudy Ray Moore time, and that is our next clip. Fucking goddamn right it is. Hey, blood, I want to talk to you. All right, move. When Goldie calls you, you move. Now, listen. Which one of you bloods is going to replace Leon? You cut my staff by one, and that cramps my living style. You dig? I went to my dentist this morning, and he was selling gold. I said, put me one here, one here, and one here, and that costs money. You understand that? <laughs> yeah, man, we dig that. Hey, what it is? Hey, you get your butt home, man. I done told hey, you, you already. Hey, you my brother. He's my daddy. You find my real daddy, then you talk to me. Hey, you straight, man. Look, break you my it blood, up. see? No, you my half-brother with a whole daddy. Why don't you lighten up on baby D before he does something wrong? He's got enough troubles of his own. Huh? Come on. Hey, D, wait up. I want to talk to you. Lighten up on them studs, man. Give them a chance at some real dope. I can help them get over, man. I can help them get out of that nickel and dime shit. In fact about it, I can help you. You dig? You do that. You cool it on those young bloods, and I'll introduce you to an investigative friend of mine who has friends high in the Justice Department, high in the Cabinet, and high in other places, too. You do that, and we'll call it even. Can't, Foxy. Even old Goldie have to walk to the man's music. They busted up Leon the other day, and he's one of my main boys so they owe me and i got to get down because the eyes are watching me shoot your best shot that small time shit don't make no never mind with us foxy you my main man you my main man foxy all right <laughs> you my main man okay he's in the film barely at all yeah but every scene he steals and he owns this movie oh he chews it up man i love yafek koto so don't take this the wrong way mm-hmm. but imagine what monkey hustle could have been with rudy ray moore oh, as just- Going crazy, just flip the roles, right? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Like, glittering Goldie could be Yafet Koto's character with his reserved acting style, yeah. And like, for a guy like Fox who's supposed to be doing all the flim flam, I think fucking Rudy Ray Moore would have been perfect for that role, yeah. I think this film would probably be more well regarded with that in mind, possibly, yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we see there we're back at Mama's restaurant and D got that chick, man. He got that girl. Kind he's kind of. of with him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's running bets on pancake flipping, which he's winning. So that's good. Um Yeah, they're really hustling people here. Like yeah. like how much can he stack up and is Will he beat a world record? And he did. Swell. Just because D says he did doesn't mean he actually All right, did. Well, that, well, yeah. Uh, Player and Tiny come up with a plan, and they are going to uh, they are going to swindle the swindler. They're going to steal from Fox to get uh, new drums for uh, win. Well, they go to Fox's place of you know his home base where all those boxes were, and they find that all those boxes are empty. Win or Fox doesn't carry anything, and that goes back to what he was talking to Mama about. His whole operation is just smoke and mirrors at this point. Yeah, he is the ultimate hustler. Yep. One could say that he is the ultimate hustler. Er. <laughs> okay. 
that was good. Anyway, uh, we're at a roller rink now. As I was wondering when we we're going to get the fuck to a roller rink. I mean, it is the 70s, right? Right. Um, D is going into business for himself, it seems, by paying off the officer. So, and he tells him, don't worry about putting things in, you know, with Fox. I'm, you know, this is my business. So, there you go. He's trying to branch out on his own. He's trying to take the things that he learned and run side game. Yeah. Uh, Wynn's in a kind of a funk right now, but his drum set and Vi's trying to make him feel better by talking about astrology and all that shit and how, you know, it's a new moon or what the fuck ever and things are going to be great now. Well, from what I know from the 70s is if Saturn's not in retrograde, yeah, no Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, there you go. But if Saturn is in retrograde... Then there's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Get the fuck out of Texas. Yeah, because there's a Texas... Tex- there's a Chainsaw Massacre with your name on it. Yeah. Get out. In all of Texas? Pretty much. You just can't trust wherever one point is. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it big. It is fucking yeah. Texas. It is, man. And if you're going to do a Chainsaw Massacre in that state, you're going to do it big. That's a lot of massacring to happen. Well, the chainsaws make it light work, man. No, yeah, that's true. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and this was your astronomy report brought to you by Court and Matt Psyop. Yeah, listen, just retrograde for, you know, Saturn. Get yeah. the fuck out of Texas. Where's Saturn right now? Is it uh, retrograde? Or I is don't it care. Not? I'm not in Texas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not called the Nebraska Chainsaw Massacre. Although if it were, it wouldn't have lasted very long because nobody could run that fast. <laughs> just fuck just make it quick, okay? Just do it. And Leatherface is behind him. I can't. I can't catch up to you. <laughs> it would be called the Massive Coronary yeah, Massacre. Everyone, everyone just drops dead. Basically. <laughs> okay, I'm done. That's, now, a, that's an alternative photography I need yeah. to see is Nebraska Massive Coronary Massacre. Yeah, right. Now, the only thing we have to worry about here is children of the corn. Okay. Yeah. Don't go that close to the cornfield. Yeah. Don't go to small towns in Nebraska. You're yeah. fine. Yeah, right. Or if some little kid tries to come at you with something... You know, punch a little kid because I'm just saying. That may be a clip I'll have to go back and grab. <laughs> that may be worth me grabbing. That might be worth grabbing. I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> you saw my eyes get really wide where I'm like, ooh, that's good. Just say it. I have no qualms about that. You can make that a clip all you want. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. You yeah. should beat children. <laughs> that needs to be a clip. <laughs> I'm not even ashamed of that. I'm proud of that. I know, right? I'm, we're both kind of... Should we be proud of those two? I don't know. I mean, should I be advocating hitting children with a baseball bat? No. But I am. Yeah. Just picture me, right? I walk up to the bat. I'm pointing out to the stands. Yeah. And little kid's standing there looking at me like, please, mister, don't. Oh, my God. I believe Court Stiop is calling a shot. Oh, there went the kid's head. That's right to right. Get up. Get up. Get out of here. It's gone. There's nothing right about what he just did here. This is the worst game of T-ball we've ever seen. (laughs) Some color commentator. I'd argue it was the best, Tom. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Children of Corn movie went last long if Court Psyop is in that town. (laughs) Just It would be... All the kids start killing the adults, and then Court Syop wakes up, wakes up out of bed at about noonish, twelve thirty-ish. You know, that's what he does. He walks out and he goes, "I get up pretty early these days." Oh, do you? Yeah. I just see him walking out, and go, "Huh, seems quiet." I'm gonna go get the paper. <laughs> they had a bunch of kids come up. A whole bunch of wrong with that. I don't have a paper. I, know. I get all my news from a news feed now. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know your connections. I can be that good out there in that town. <laughs> that's then, where I don't live out there. And then the kids are gonna come up and be like, "We're gonna." 
kill you. And then all of a sudden, that population of that town's down to one because it's just Court Psyop living there alone. <laughs> all I need is a baseball bat, and I can take out like 72 fucking 12-year-olds. <laughs> just, no problem. Ooh, look at you. You got a sickle. <laughs> what are you going to do with that, bitch? <laughs> Where'd you say he walks? Behind the rows? <laughs> You're going to greet him, Pop! <laughs> this next bat shot is going to be amazing. <laughs> to the cornfield with you. Yeah. Right. Oh, let's, man. Let's finish. The can we get this fucking over with? Please. Huddle up. All right. So anyway, uh, we see uh, little D. Uh, he's getting some action in the backseat of a car with that 16-year-old girl. So Yeah, what is he, like 12? He's 14. I guess that's kind of okay. Yeah, yeah he's all right. <laughs> I mean, a two-year difference, you know. But, but he is taller than her. So, I mean. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's fine. On a height basis, you're okay there. Uh, you, no. You buy. No, you cannot use the height scale versus age ever. <laughs> you, can buy, you can get by with that one, I think. I think he's fine. For the 70s, he's fine. Um, when, uh, while they're out in the back, when gets jumped by Leon's goons, and they beat the shit out of him. Vi runs to Mama's and grabs uh, Fox and tells him that they are killing him. Fox comes in and saves the day by beating the shit out of both the guys. So... Fox is a badass. I was waiting for Fox to say, where is Wynn and what has he had? <laughs> where is Wynn? Because she's like screaming yeah. like that too. I was, I was waiting for it. I like kind of leaned forward. I'm where like, is Wynn and what has he had? <laughs> where is Wynn and who has been beating him? Claire <laughs> yeah. um, and Tony and Dee, we see now, we cut to this, they're trying to steal drums from the music store. However, they set off the alarm. A cop comes. Dee uses a flare gun to blind the officer and then they have to scrap the drums by, you know, throwing the drums on top of the cop's head and running away. So well, the bass drum anyway, yeah. Yeah. Which so was completely stupid. There was yeah. no need for that at all. Exactly. I mean, and while the guy was blinded, they could have just pushed him off the building and no more cop. Wow. You are dark tonight. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just being practical. The guy was blinded. He was by the that edge right there dark. at the stairs. They run flim flams, not murders. They could have shoved him down the stairs. He would have been crippled, but he would have survived. They're flim flams, not cripplers. They could have shoved him down the stairs. He would have gotten hurt. They could have locked the door and then strolled off like a good fucking con artist had been able to do. Yeah, you don't get the the power of the flim flam. If they were good flim flammers, they wouldn't be breaking and entering, and they wouldn't be using a flare gun to try and distract a cop who could clearly identify them anyway. Oh. <laughs> Either way, it's still a miserable failure. Yeah, it's a failure. All right, so we have a team meeting, and that is our next clip. It's been decided that we all stand to lose a lot if the expressway plows through our stomping grounds. Amen, Glasgow. Amen. Amen. Got four square miles of gravy now. All right, we're going to put the squeeze on them suckers downtown. Is it a breed? Breed, Right on. All right, brothers, y'all split. Fox, you lay for a minute. Foxy, it's me and you. I put the chump alderman in the chair, and he owes me for that. But the two of you will inch me for a whole lot more. Man, you probably have the Pope on your list. Could be. Listen, I open the door, you do the rest. But that still doesn't make us even, does it? <laughs> Listen, what you got on the sucker? Did you save his life too? Oh, not in the same alley, but uh, I'm a regular Jesus. <laughs> okay, so we are now revealed that the debt that Goldie owes to Fox is a Wookiee life debt. Yes, and apparently this councilman does too. Yeah. A lot of people owe Fox a, a Wookiee life debt. Like, I mean, Wynn now owes Fox a, a Wookiee life debt. Kind of, yeah. And he even said, you know, we're to, with your talent, you shouldn't be out here in these streets. I'm going to get you out. Just promise me you know, now, just when you make me big, you thank me. So, I mean, Wynn's going to owe Fox now too. Yeah. yeah. So, is the... 
basically waiting around for someone to be in like danger for their life and then using your fighting skills to save his ass or her ass part of it not all of it part of it <laughs> there's just not one part to the hustle to the what to that there's a lot of parts to the hustle the yes all right so <laughs> see i'm not saying it so i know you can't call me racist i know i actually can't you're not being racist right now no i'm just see they can say it i can't we can't why can they say it but we can't because it's them it's their culture and i'm not going to appropriate their culture <laughs> you're gonna have to backtrack on that hardcore <laughs> <laughs> that just went a little too far <laughs> Now I feel severe white guilt for playing Dude, do this. <laughs> Did you feel as much mad guilt as when you were being misogynistic earlier? What? That was just accurate. All women care about is money. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is the show that does it. <laughs> what, where we lose all of the listeners? Yeah, where everyone goes, fuck it. I think we had women all the way up until now. Spoiler alert, in this world, people love misogynistic, vaguely quasi-racist white dudes talking about how life should be. They get to rule the world. Okay, but I don't think we're going to have the listeners we want. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, this is pretty equal to the Flim Flams in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every, the whole plan that I just had there. <laughs> right. Anyway. Not that that's even a plan. I'm just making jokes. Yeah, no, no, that's just a joke. But it is true. Women do want all your money. Fucking Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Kinda. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. Two days later, both our wives file for a divorce <laughs> and run off for, together. For nothing, because they're not going to get anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't know what you could have, but I'll put all my assets in, <laughs> in, in, offshore. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> in the Cayman Islands. Good, good thinking. Uh, all right. Well, it's scam time again. Uh, the cop, he sees Fox hugging a woman and giving her money, and she keeps looking back at him. And uh, they wave kind of, you know, sheep, you know, to each other. Then Fox sees D getting action with the cop. Like, they're both kind of exchanging some money in package. And as Fox calls out, they both run away. So now we see the same woman walking out of a building with a guy walking up behind her. Why the fuck is a cop running away from Fox? I don't know. I mean, it's just basically just to prove that all cops really are bumbling dummies, I suppose. Uh, okay. In the eyes of myself in this movie. <laughs> but, like, this guy is a really bad, like, Keystone Cops cop. Yeah. I mean, like, he runs from being seen handing a package to a kid. Yeah. He's a cop. He could just turn around and bust Yafakoto's character of Fox for any number of things, I like think you're walking and breathing while black i mean cops bust yeah. and or murder people for that all the time yeah moving in their own houses all that kind of stuff yeah yeah you're not wrong um so as the woman walks out a guy walks behind her and grabs her purse and runs she runs after him tackles him and as she's screaming for help the cop drives up gets out of the car comes help it kind of she starts beating the cop's ass but making it look like an accident well they both are working yeah with fox and it's clear that they're using this scenario to basically roll around and keep the cop busy and distracted while this is happening yeah. uh fox comes in and takes 700 dollars out of the cop's little bride bag that he has but no more than that no more i mean like There's he left he left money in there he should have taken the entirety of the bag you would think so yeah so what i'm gonna say is all this work Although $700 seems to be the most he has cleared in a single job. Yeah. And he only technically really needs to split this kind of three ways. Uh, he's only slitting it one way because we now shoot cut to the festival and we see the drums that Wynn is playing on are $700 
Exactly. Yeah, because the price tag's still on there to drive the point home. Yes, exactly. You have to kind of deduce where that $700 went. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, because they never talk about it. But you kind of just figured that Fox got 700 bucks for wins guitar or uh, drums. Um, just so a future investment of being able to have Win owe him one. Yes. And then we kind of see a lot of just different, you know, partying shots and like everyone's there. You it's know. a big fucking block party. It's a big flag party. It and like all a the, shitload of fun. All the hustlers are there. So everyone's there. Yes. Urse and uh, Urse. Urse, the hustlers, um, and everyone's there. And then the bulldozers come. And uh, where the fuck did those bulldozers come in the middle of the town? I don't know. Where did they come from? They uh, came from a magical place called Southside. <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe, where did you come from? Where did you go? Where'd you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. With your bulldozers. Yes. <laughs> Where'd you come from, Cotton Eye Joe bulldozers? <laughs> Maybe, yes. that's, maybe they're the Cotton Eye Joe bulldozing company. We don't know where they come from or, or where, where they, they go. go. <laughs> they're just there for the time that they're needed. Yep. Uh, and the people rush up to stop them. Uh, they use water hoses and almost like portable water shooters at the people on They there. were old school, fill it up with the chemical yourself and then charge yep. it. Fire extinguishers. Yes. They were using those actual fire hoses. Look like a couple of garden hoses and stuff like that. Yep. They're dousing the, the workers. Again, uh, best parts of the film are this thing. Yeah. Whole community They're throwing together. food, even the cops kind of with the community, you know, because I mean, you, know, you don't want to lose your stomping ground. Um, well, who's he going to fucking disparage and take all their money and exactly. get bribes from if this neighborhood's gone? The councilman shows up and gets out of the car for one second just to say that the expressway is dead and it's being moved. And everyone celebrates and they start partying again until Leon and his men drive through the party. Goldie says it no longer work for him and to kick them their ass. So uh Win and uh Win, Tiny and uh Player, they hop into Fox's truck and they give chase um to uh Leon and then uh, uh they crash the they accidentally Leon crashes into the cop's car, so the cop has to now Which run. Which was set up earlier because didn't he actually end up stealing the car at some point too? I think so, yeah. Yeah, one of these like little hustle side things he does, he ends up stealing yeah. the cop car and then he drives it to this alley and they're basically pushing them into wrecking the cop car for them to all get arrested. Yeah, something like that. But they never, how are they going to know that this was all going to take place? Like, Yeah, yeah like, exactly. None of this really makes any sense other than just random events that happen to come together to help the guys out. Yeah. Well, the chase scene ends with the win and the boys kicking the shit out of them. The cop shows up and says they're lucky or else they, you know, they feel, they'll feel the, the dark night there. The Black the, the Black Knight, yeah, yeah the, the Black Knight. I'm thinking Batman. The the Wrath of the Black Knight, and they're already knocked out. He goes, "Well, they're lucky then, because <laughs> they already got their asses kicked." These are grown men that had their asses handed to them by dudes that are like half their size. Yes, that seems about right. Well, it seems uh, the two, yeah, the two lackey, the two cronies were two grown men. Leon was just a year above the rest of the guys. So yeah, and Win owed yeah. him big time for trying yeah. to muscle in on his girl. That's right. So uh, then all of a sudden, Win's little manager comes back, and he's got a whole bunch of gigs lined up again for him, paying gigs this time. Uh, Fox sees D and goes on a chase with him and catches him, and that turns into our final clip. I told you not to get mixed up in those numbers, dealing behind your partner's back, running book with babies. Did you do it? That's different. You're still in training. You messed over your partner and betrayed a trust. School is where you belong. Our business is dissolved. Consider yourself bankrupt. And one false move out of you is to turn off something. Now, I want you to meet Miss Brown. I'ma get you. I'ma get you for this. Now, you did it to me. You really did it to me. I'ma get you. 
Oh, man, D got sent right back into school. But then we cut back to the train station, and looks like Fox is getting ready to set up another flim-flam. But D shows up and informs a police officer uh, that D is about to, or that Fox is about to swipe uh, a suitcase. The officer says, wait a minute. D then purposely trips the officer. Uh As they're getting ready to argue, the officer comes to get them. They run away together. They uh, uh, high-five one each other. And think this is awesome and roll credits. Okay. Now I looked at the writers and I looked at the director and I was trying to see because what this film really feels like to me mm-hmm. is a film that was written and directed by white folks yeah. trying to cash in on the black exploitation craze after Superfly uh-huh. and uh, Shaft. Well, obviously Shaft is the bigger movie, but those two are like the twin movies that really drove it forward. Yeah. A lot of the guys, there was no pictures to be able to tell what's going on, but one of the co-writers also wrote a lot of episodes of Samford and Son. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that t- tells you yeah either direction but here's why i feel like this is a film that was engineered by white people to gain access to the black exploitation market by whitey yeah yeah the characters all hustle for money everyone in the neighborhood essentially hustles for money there's no real honest hardworking people your main characters of the young kids are avoiding actual work whenever they're supposed to be helping out to save their neighborhood by painting the murals and stuff yeah and they're lackadaisically daydreaming there is pseudo jive talk this isn't even actual jive talk that's why a lot of it doesn't make sense because it yeah. looks like it's all made up horse shit that nobody knows what they're talking about to me. Uh-huh. Now, I don't actually speak jive, but the jive that I have experienced from watching some of these films makes a lot more sense. This is more like a weird cockney rhyming slang yeah. that they're doing in this horse shit of a film. Yeah. It's almost like drunken jive. Yeah. And then you have the entire Olympic village, which is like the hope for the town for these these kids to be able to get out. Yeah. Uh, so the only way they can leave is by either stealing musical talent or sports. Wow. A white person definitely made this film. Does it not feel like that? It really does. Like, it feels like like you should have your white guilt activated the entire time through that. Yeah. You top that off with the main idea of the film is teaching these younger generation how to do the hustle. Yes. And it's all referred to as... Yeah, it gets yeah. real uncomfortable real fast when you start thinking about that. Right? Despite all of that, I actually did enjoy the film, even though I have no fucking clue what's going on for most of it. It seems like all the people that are in the film are having a blast making the film. It, yes. It seemed like everyone had fun, and midway through my third time watching it, I was like, I'm having fun because I actually think I know where the story's going now. <laughs> yeah. I can see where this film was quite literally thrown together. They didn't really plan out the plans. They didn't really see where they were going with it, and it feels like it was shot on spur of the moment and just came up with the stuff as they Rudy Ray Moore was just to have a name on the film. Yeah, well, Yafet Koto still was kind of, was, yeah. he was known for like bone. But I'm just saying, films, but, they, the only yeah. reason he was on there was for a name for the film. Well, yeah, he's definitely a draw and he's the flashy character that they mm. can use to bring him in. But I say that the way that you fix this film is you swap the characters. Yeah. You have Yafet Koto play the heavy guy who's less flashy, even though you can still call him Glittering Goldie. Yeah, you, you can still have him just wear like a gold suit. Right, or something like that, or even mm-hmm. just let him be. The name actually goes from the days when he was younger and he was flashier. Yeah. But now that he's into the heavier stuff, he moved away from Fox, and Fox is Rudy Ray Moore's character. And Rudy Ray Moore could talk a fucking huge game around all this stuff to where you would believe whatever hustle he's doing, he's literally charming people out of their money and they're glad to be ripped off by him. Right. 
right? Yafet Koto doesn't carry that for me at all. Oh, he doesn't? No, like, I don't believe that people are charmed by the way that they get ripped off by him, uh, like, the whole way through the film. And the kids don't even feel like they're really doing anything that really makes any sense. And, like, every single scam in this, I'm like, what are you really accomplishing here? Like, what, what, what's the purpose of this? And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, wow, this is really, like, feeling to me like white people put this together to cash in. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like these, like everybody in the film is being exploited even more than the normal black exploitation films that I watch. That's, that's bad. I just feel guilty all around. All right. That's exactly where this film put us, man. I don't feel good. <laughs> you don't feel good about I don't, it? I don't feel good about being me. I'm just glad I didn't have to write the I notes guess, on wait, this. Let me say I this. would be a lot more bitter about it, yeah. I think. Let me be a little bit different. Okay. I don't feel, I feel worse about being me than I usually do. <laughs> That's saying something. That does. I didn't think that was possible. Uh, no. No. But, I mean, I am super glad that it's this was fun. supplied to us. Yeah. I will probably watch it later on down the road without trying to do it with the critical eye, and I think I'll enjoy it more. Yeah. Because literally, you cannot think too much about this film, or you will see plot holes the size of New York City. In oh, it. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Because every single scam, it's like, well, that's a waste, because you got like five people that you ran that scam with. And yeah. 55 bucks split five ways well, is get 11 it. bucks. The 70s, but I mean, still. 11 bucks isn't going to buy you drums even in the 70s. Yeah. Even if you both give up your share, that's 22 bucks. And why are you going to trust a promoter who couldn't get you paying gigs before to get you paying gigs now? Right. I mean, at the very end, I'm like, why would you trust him now? Advise like, oh, don't worry. Everything's going to work out. You're like, what? No. And why not one of the kids that's running the scam be one of the people that are the hopefuls for the Olympic Village? Yeah, right. That, that they're doing here. The Olympic thing that they set up, they mentioned, and never actually goes anywhere. Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff that just feels like it's like hit the cutting room floor or just was never examined or they just literally just filmed it as they were coming up with it. I think that if, that, if I were told I that I would say that if I were told that then that would make a lot more sense. They're writing this movie as they were filming it. Yeah. But even still it feels like it's how a group of white dudes would, would see it. Would see how this to must make be a film what Chicago about. inner city was like right fellas? See we get you. We understand. We totally understand. Yeah. That's what it feels like and it, it just it didn't feel right for me. It didn't sit yeah. right with me and like I'm glad this is at the end of the, the shift of it all. Yeah. Because it makes me appreciate what we got in all the other Rudy Raymore films that much more. Yep. And I hate to say it, but it makes me want to go back and watch Disco Godfather because it makes it coherent. Is it? Makes it feel coherent. Is it because is you want to know where he is and what has he had? Yes. Yeah. Those clips are gone. Uh, I know. They're not back on the console now. They're not back anywhere. Actually, what you called for was... Yeah. Where is he? And where is Court? And what has he had? The monkey hustle is what I've had. Oh, yeah. And it's not affecting me very well. <laughs> but seriously, though, thank you, Gary, so much for sourcing this yeah, film so that we you, could Gary. cover it. Because we would have had a giant hole left behind in our Rudy Raymore coverage for this. And we're very glad to have it. Even though the film itself leaves a little something to be desired, uh, it still was worth a watch and it's definitely worth checking out. And hey, maybe we're being a little too cruel on it. If you think so, folks, you know how to get a hold of us. We'll be saying that at the end of the show. Yes. You let us know. We got the Facebook and the emails and all of that stuff. What we're going to do is we're going to shake off these negative vibes in our white guilt yeah. slightly. Not slightly. all of it. Just Not some all of it. it. Got to keep a little bit. We're going to take another break here. We're going to play a promo for another of Gary's podcasts. We'll have a little bit more music from... And when we come back, we will do some PSYOP news. You enjoy watching films with friends? Do you like to consume vats of alcohol? It's the 40s and some bitches, babe. Yeah. Me? I like beer. If you like all that and none of those artsy-fartsy films... Does this mean we don't get to go to the Fellini Festival? Fuck the Fellini Festival! Then watch and listen to Two Drink Minimum Commentaries. 
Every Wednesday, myself and a rotating panel of the filthiest podcasters I can muster up give you our comments, observations, and sometimes we might actually talk about the film as we class up some of your favorite films the only way we know how. As raunchy as we can. What's this movie, PG? Oh, yeah. This podcast sure is fucking. Not only do you get the audio, but the video that goes with it. Just listen to the shit that comes out of these filthy pirates. <laughs> you don't need to get an erection when your cock's full of rigor mortis. <laughs> fucking curb stomp a baby for a baconator. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is don't let Corky run Cerebro. Unforgivable. If you could stand all that, Come and get your fill and your fix of Two Drink Minimum Commentaries. All the cool kids are doing it. Two Drink Minimum Commentaries is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. film is still going to be the music for me man when it comes to this it's the music was really good yeah it it definitely has my resolve (laughs) heightened more so to listen to the music than the rest of the movie viewing experience was i think yes but there's only one thing that's going to help me shake off this white guilt matt what's that give me some psyop news comes from one of our friends, uh, The Witch. Yeah, from Down Under. Ah, uh, Down Under. Well, it makes sense uh, why he sent us this one. Doctor, this is uh, comes from uh, Australian News. Doctors find turtle inside woman's vagina after heavy pain. I knew you were going to jump on that one. Well, of course. Yeah. It's not horse sex news, but... Afraid of vaginas? Exactly. <laughs> you are now. Uh, a British woman has been found to have a dead turtle inside her vagina. The Afraid ex- of vaginas? The expat was taken to a hospital in Tariff, the largest of the Canary Islands, after experiencing severe abdominal pains, our doctors made the shocking discovery. This is like traces of death fucked to porno, is exactly. what one of them said. It is unclear how the turtle ended up inside the woman, and she told doctors she had no recollection of it being put there. I think that's going in the spank bank. <laughs> she began experiencing pain two days after going out partying with British friends. Mostly because I put my penis inside of you bareback. <laughs> At least forget the very end. <laughs> uh, police were called to the hospital by a doctor who was concerned the woman may have been the victim of sexual assault. Uh, that or they just had a bukkake mouth party. Yeah. A- ABC Shh. News of the Canary Islands reported that. That is fucked, man. Yeah. Dead turtle inner twat. Um, I, think, uh, I, think, I think they included the x-ray images of it. <laughs> this sounds fake. I mean, it's the oh, it's real news site. Oh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? Kind of. Uh, is police. that what that uh, particular uh, scan was. Yes. A police source in Terniff said this incident did happen and the reports are true. The woman does not know how the reptile ended up where it did and we don't either. Necrophilia can be overlooked. 
The, well, maybe not. The woman suffered a serious infection from the dead animal, it, it believed to be a freshwater turtle, and police have opened an investigation of the incident. Vagina smells like dead body. The duty doctor's inspector saw that her discovery was due to the fact that the woman who lives on the island had a dead turtle inside her vagina, which had caused a serious infection. Gotta love a girl who can take a punch. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Doc. Yeah. Whoa. This is not the sickness with which I am down. <laughs> Okay, we have no idea how the turtle got there, but no. that just gets weirder and weirder the more you think about like what could possibly be the scenario. Yeah, what what would cause that to happen at all? Yeah. Like, she had to have been super drunk. Well, yeah, or passed out in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and then the turtle was like, I, I need best Best case I scenario, best case scenario, the turtle crawled in there on his own while she was, or her own, let's not yeah. be... Yeah, that's not that's not. Why are you assuming yeah, the turtle's gender? Let's not assume the turtle's gender. Uh, but like the turtle crawled in there on their own. Yes, you know, while the woman was passed out and didn't know that it happened. That's best case scenario. That's best case. But my dark brain is starting to think of all the worst case scenarios of what could possibly have happened. Yeah. And how a turtle got there. The best of which in that scenario is that the lady put it her th- herself, put put it there herself. Yes. While drunk and forgot. Oh. Or drugged or something. Someone's like, I'll bet you ten bucks you can't put a turtle up there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, that's... Uh, that, if you want a fear boner. No, no, no it doesn't no, turn me on. That's, it doesn't do it. I just feel bad for the lady. Like, okay, if this was like a like a prank thing like they did on Jackass where they put the toy car in the guy's ass. Yeah. Something like that, but like nobody just puts a turtle in the No one does guy. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's our cameras going, hey, this is Jackass. Uh, Teenage today, Mutant Twat Turtles. I know. Oh. Teenage Mutant Twat Turtles. Instead of getting special powers, it died. Does it smell like that because it was on the inside? <laughs> uh, what do you name it? Because This is not the sickness with which I am down. <laughs> There's so many names like vaginosis. I think vaginosis. Is probably fit at the yeah. best. Whatever. It's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> this horse sex is a thing. All kinds of things you don't want on your dick, <laughs> like dead turtles. Yeah, right. It always comes back to dick. Well, that did absolutely nothing to alleviate my white guilt. All it did was activate my guilt for everything happening to women. So it's a good place for us to stop the show. Yeah. Because, you know, what else, what else what else are we going to do? We've just brought a major bummer down on everybody. I know. Yeah. I feel bad. I just feel bad in general I anymore. feel worse than I did when we first started this show. <laughs> Oddly enough, your pain is making me feel better. So why don't you talk about how you have some more pain while we take a little break here? Okay. We're going to play one more promo for another podcast. Yes. Who really wishes they didn't have to follow the turtle in the vagina story, I'm sure. I'm sure. We're going to play the title track for... And when we come back, we will close out this fucking show. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. So 
Now, the song's going to try and convince you that the monkey hustle is, in fact, a dance, but it is, in fact, just ripping off everyone in your neighborhood and being a general parasite, apparently. Damn. That's what coming, I... That's coming what on we, strong. That's what we saw in the film. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, we would actually like to provide you with our own bit of a hustle, if Ooh. you will. Products that we have to sell. It's the Sia Puzzle. You can... <laughs> Sia Puzzle. There's the alternative photography for that. <laughs> you can support the show while you sport the show. Teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash cinema dash psyops. Again, it's more empty and lonely than the boxes in Fox's uh, warehouse. Yeah, right? Nobody's been in there for like ever. Uh, Nobody loves us, Matt. Well, I go in there. Nobody cares. But it's behind the furnace. <laughs> the warehouse is online. I don't know how you're doing that. Oh, whose warehouse have I been going into? <laughs> I don't know, but it's probably a rundown piece of shit like in the film. Yep, it is. There's a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> Until we get kicked off the network for doing this fucking shitty-ass episode, we are proud <laughs> members of Legion Podcast. You can find us legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. We have a group where you can bitch at us and tell us how this is an amazing film and we completely missed the point. Facebook group, Cinema Psyops. I am on Facebook as Court Psyops. Matt is on Facebook as Matt Psyop. He's the plank that is all yellow and jaundice I am the cat holding a shotgun at a hole in the wall that is clearly a mouse hole that is splattered in blood. Yes. Very easy to find. You can bitch at us that way if you really feel like it because you feel we've missed the mark on this movie altogether. I don't think we have. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com, where you can try and see if you have a better assessment of the monkey hustle than what he did. No, it's impossible. You can also email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com, where you can tell him you didn't appreciate how he interpreted his feelings towards the monkey hustle. They're your feelings. You're valid. You're a person. (laughs) I'm barely a person. I mean, barely, but you still get to have your feeling. You can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats, preferably without turtles in them. Yeah, please. Uh, I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. And ma'am, we're very, very sorry to take advantage of the story of your misfortune. Yes. I I hope that you're feeling much better. and I I hope everything's cleared up. And Matt has also offered to kiss it better for you. Oh, no, I can't. I'm married. I'm sure she can get a special dispensation just for that. Yeah. Ooh. We'll find someone who will kiss that and make it feel better. (laughs) We'll do our best. We'll do our best. Bringing Connie Lingus to the people. That's what we do here at Cinema PsyOps. It's our goal in life, really. While you're out there having fun, kids, munching on those various rugs yourself, (laughs) kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. (laughs) 